Welcome back. This is your host, Mike Wofford, and I present to you things our fathers never taught us. Today is a special episode. I got my big brother that I've known for almost 20 years, my main man. Ian, what's up, bro? What's happening, Mike? What's going on? Glad to be a part of this. I mean, listen, I I told you when I got this thing started, you was going to be the first person I interviewed, first person I talked to, because I know we share similar stories. I just, I just have 11 brothers and sisters. You just don't. You. Yeah, man. You know, I got, <laughs> well, I got four sisters and two brothers. Yeah, you, you close enough. Yeah. <laughs> My father likes to get around. Oh, man. Well, let's get it. Well, let's say that. Well, you know, uh, one of the reasons why I brought my brother online because his life, his story, his growth, everything that he has done, I try to either mimic or I try to just learn and just take notes because this man has been through, has seen so much, has overcome. And so I'm just proud to, to say that you're my brother. I'm just proud to say that I have you on here. And I'm just really looking forward to just just dive in into, like, your history. Dive into, like, things that, you know, that you talk about that affects you, that you uh, avoid. And, you know, just get into the episode. You ready? Yeah, man. All right. So the first question I was going to ask you was, how did your father's decisions affect your life? Uh, I mean, that's, you know, a general question. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot, man. Go ahead. You know, I met my father when I was 15. You know, my mom never spoke on him. 15 years old? Yeah, I was 15 years old the first time I met my father. And, you know, mm-hmm. I was going through a lot as a kid. My mom had recently gotten stabbed. Wow. You know, she got stabbed in her neck. She died on the operating table. Mm-hmm. They had to bring her back, you know, uh, you know before that. My aunt was murdered, you know, in a senseless act of violence by her, her girlfriend's daughter. So, you know, I was going through a lot traumatically, and then, you know, I was doing some stuff that kids do, right. you know. And being a teenager. Being a teenager, dog, right, you know. Right, right. So, uh, you know, I was, one day I was in the house and I was crying, mm-hmm. and, you know, my mom just was like, well, what's going on? I just was like, yo, I want to meet my dad. Like, you know, I want to know my father I don't know that side of me so mm-hmm. she arranged it whatever I met him mm-hmm. it was like that's probably the worst decision I ever did that so, nigga's terrible what, so when you said that you when you um, you wanted to meet your father when you was growing up what was some of the things your mom told you about your father my mom never talked about him right. like you know right. growing up she just never talked about him never said a bad word mm-hmm. just told me you know I met your dad when she was young. My mom was like 16 right. when she met him. My father was like 22. Right. So, you know, under the laws, you know what that is. But, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, she only seen him on three different occasions. Right. And uh, the third time she saw him, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they had sex. Right. I was born, right. you know. And as I got older, I started to, you know, when, when I met him, mm-hmm. You know, and I learned more about my father. I started to see how he treated women. Right. And, you know, as a kid, you kind of like, you idolize that kind of stuff as a guy. You know, guys normally do when you see your dad or if it's your big brother or your uncle, whoever, with all the girls. As you were a teenager growing up, you're like, yo, I want all the girls. I want this girl. My uncle got all the girls. My dad got all the girls. You know, and you see that. So when you see it, you're kind of like... Oh, that's what I want. But then right. the other side of me 
since I grew up around mostly women. Right. Same here. Same here. I grew up, you know, my mom, my aunt, grandma, my grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like these godmothers. Know, yeah. I had yeah. sisters and, yeah. you know, female cousins. You're kind of like, mm-hmm. yo, I would never want to dog a woman out like that because that can come back yes. to them. Yes. You know, yes. Yes. what I do mm-hmm. has an impact. You know, if I have a child or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then you know that falls on the kid too. They say the sins right. of the father pass down to the kid. Right. If you believe in that, so and you look like your father, so it's like a constant reminder to your mother and to those women of how yeah. the the devastation or the, or the hurt that the uh, your father left. Yeah, man. So, so you know, like with my dad, seeing that he had all these kids, right. I always promised myself like I didn't want to just have kids. Like mm-hmm. you know, I could have had kids. You know, as soon as you can produce sperm, you can have kids. Right. But I just never wanted to be like a teenage dad, you know, a 20-something-year-old dad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't want to just have a baby mama because that kind of stuff. Like, I saw how hard my mom struggled. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew, you know, because, you know, we were homeless at a time. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, we lived in a in a room in my great-grandmother's house in yeah. a bed till I was, like, eight. You know, I'm a tall-ass guy. Right. So. You, right. How tall? Let them know how tall you are. No, I'm 6'6". Six, 6'6". Six, so, six, six. you know, when I was eight, I was probably, like, 5'3 or something. Right. You know, so to be that tall, and I'm in a bed. I was in a, a, a twin-size bed mm-hmm. with my mom because mm-hmm. we didn't have money. Right. So, and my great-grandmother let us stay in her house, and that's where we could afford to stay. So, you know, um, we just stayed there. Right. And it was just like, you know, I never wanted a woman to... to, I never wanted to get a woman pregnant Mm -hmm. and have her struggle like that. Because even me more so, I didn't know where I was going to be in my place in life. So, you know, if a woman is... You know, had at that age when I was younger like that, yes. gotten a woman pregnant, we wouldn't have had shit. Yeah. You know, and she would have been struggling, I would have been struggling, and it repeating the cycle. Yeah. So like with my dad and how he treated women, I just I wanted to be the opposite. Yeah. I didn't want to be that guy with a bunch of girls and you know have girls calling my mother up. Where's your son? Right. He said that you know he was gonna come over. Shit like that. I never wanted that. So I just always believed in treating a woman right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if if you have multiple women or whatever, you do. But just don't break nobody's heart. Like, don't do that. I think right. that's, you know, it's, it's, it's a terrible thing. It's a terrible feeling because, you know, like you see it right. with my sisters. You know, they've gone through it with different men. And, right. you know, I see how the guys have done them and how, how it affects them. Okay. And maybe that's just the female side of me being raised. Yeah. So I, I'm able to have those kind of emotions. Now, now let me ask you this question. When, sure. Um, well, two questions. When you met your father, did your father, at, when you say he was 15, did your father explain to you what happened with your mother at, the, at that time when you were younger? Yo, it's funny you ask. Because mm-hmm. when I had surgery on my ankle, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I couldn't be, I couldn't be mobile. So right. my dad had to come watch me. Like, right. imagine that. Right. I was probably like 32, mm-hmm. 33 at the time, whatever, when, mm-hmm. when my dad came mm-hmm. and he had to watch me. Like, imagine, he missed my childhood watching me. Right. But in my adult life, he had to come watch me because I couldn't move. Mm-hmm. So we were here like two or three hours, and I had asked him. I said, yo, let me ask you a question. I said, what made you just walk out on all your kids? Mm-hmm. And he said, it was drugs, and he said, the life I was living. Wow. And, you know, when he explained it to me, 
he explained, and I, we could be here for hours with the story that he told me. Right. And when he explained it to me, after he explained it, mm-hmm. I said to him, I said, you know what? Mm-hmm. I said, it's probably better you weren't around. Wow. And I said, I don't mean that disrespectfully. Uh-huh. I mean that in the sense that if you were around, mm-hmm. I probably would have wanted to be like you. Wow. And I said, I'm glad I wasn't. When you, when you said the words, how did you feel? Did you feel like a relief? Did you feel like, oh my God, I can't believe that that came out of my, that came from me? Like, how, like what was the feeling afterwards? Just saying, just saying the words, because you were thinking it probably for a long period of time. Nah, you know what? I I never thought it. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I, I my father, for all his faults, mm-hmm. he does have some good qualities. Okay. But he doesn't know how to show it, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's because of the life he lived, right? Or if it's, you know, because he did time in prison, right? You know, I'm not gonna go into that. That's right. his life, right? But you know, I don't know if it's because of that that he doesn't know how to express himself, right? But when we talked, and you know, we were just talking, and I was bouncing questions off of him, because I just felt like, listen, I'm an adult. Right, we can have this a man-to-man conversation. Yeah, I'm not coming to you because I want anything. I don't want anything from you. Right. I'm not asking you, you know, to make up for lost time when I was a kid, because we can't. I'm grown. Of course. We can't. We so got to move forward. Yeah, we can only deal with what's right now. So right. I had said to him, I was like, yo, I said, you know, just, you know, I, it, it was somewhat like, a matter of fact kind of point like I'm just glad mm-hmm. you weren't around because I you know you as a as a as a black man right. and as a man period you kind of like look up to your father yeah you kind of idolize him you yeah. put him at this pedestal because as a kid it's like for a woman you yeah. kind of like idolize your mom because mm-hmm. your mom is like everything right you want to be like your mom correct you want to, you know, oh, my mom taught me how to cook. This is the recipe my mom taught me. Right. I'm never going to say, oh, this is what my mom taught me. Right. Oh, my mom taught me. Yeah, my mom taught me how to cook. But, right. like, she didn't pass down recipes. It's mm-hmm. just she taught me how right. to just cook. Just like mom taught you how to clean. Right. Like, that's that's, you know, sort of, so that, that's like, what you're supposed to do. You're not going to pass that it's down. Like for your dad, you're just, you know, you're happy that... Mm-hmm he's around and that you want to mimic like you know you kind of like you're happy that you know oh my dad took me here my right. I don't have those memories of my dad right so when I was able to say it to him like you mm-hmm. know I said you know I said it. I said dad you know it's a good thing you weren't around right. and it wasn't his reaction he kind of looked at me kind of funny mm-hmm. and I had to let him know like it wasn't I'm not being disrespectful right but you have to understand where I'm coming from that if you were around mm-hmm. I may I, I may have been in prison and I may have more kids like I I, I right. may have more kids than you like right. I may have like seven or eight kids because that's what you were doing right you stopped the generational curse yeah and it's funny it's funny you said that because you because one things that um, people who know us like our fathers went to high school together yeah so like I think of like my father like my father's a singer my father has been to Switzerland. He went to Australia. He's been to France. He's yeah. been to Italy, and not one time in that from ninety from ninety four to two thousand and nine, he has ever said, "Son, I'm taking you to this other country with me." Yeah, yeah. Like man. I seen, I I remember like when my father would um, get me and my sister on the weekends, he would show us our passport. Like this is this is where your father's going here, or here's where your father's at. We would look at VHS tapes of my father singing at all these shows. But we couldn't go to those shows. We wasn't old enough, and we couldn't even get out the country. Like, by the time I even got my passport, I was almost close pushing my to my thirties. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. my father had all those years to take us over there to see those different types of cultures and see those different types of things. But he wanted it for himself. But how did that affect you? It affected me because, like, when we were uh, just talking about going on vacation, if I were to try, probably travel outside the country before, I would have an idea how to conduct myself when I'm out of the country and on vacation, even, like, when I was booking trips and not being cheap about it, like, I'm going to this airline, to that airline, to that airline. <laughs> when I was like, oh, well, you know, my father said, do like this. Or carry a Lysol, uh, or when you get some Lysol, spray your pillows and stuff in the hotel. Yeah. So, like, little things like that yeah. for a person who's traveled the world, he never showed me that. Yeah. Because he never even thought to even take me over there to do those things. Yeah, that's another thing with my dad saying. Right. The same. So when you so when you see those things and I and when you were just telling me that I was like man like there's so many things your dad probably would have showed you and you would have been like it would have like it would have stopped your growth you probably wouldn't have the job that you have and especially the job you have your your record has to be clean yeah you can't just go in there and like hey I got something on my record. You can't even have a you can't even get a traffic ticket with the, with the, with the job you have. Yeah, man. So I when so I totally under, I totally understand, and it's like, man, it's, and I'm, I always I always ask myself, like when we like when we were just um, growing up, I said, you know, like I was always admired by how how assertive you are, and my thing was, I think you was more assertive because you didn't have him. While my dad was around, and I was not assertive because my dad was taking all the energy out of me, yeah, just man. to do yeah, I remember that. Ra- just to do random ass shit. Yeah, I remember that, man. Like we, like we laughed about the story. Um, like the time that I was on a date, like, and this is a small story. So, um, Ian at the time was living in Brooklyn. I was even in Brooklyn. I was still living in Jersey, and I met this girl, and. I, and at that time, living with my father, I couldn't bring any women over to my uh, to my home, and and I'm paying the I'm paying the most I'm paying seventy percent of the rent, seventy <laughs> percent of the rent I'm paying. And my father said the rules are you can't bring any females. Here I am, twenty five, twenty six, can't bring any girls over to my place. Not not even to the like the kitchen. <laughs> so I was like, Yo, E, listen, I got this girl. I, can I come, can I, I bring over to Brooklyn? He was like, yeah, yeah, bring over. I, just don't mess up the house. That's all you told me. Just don't mess up the house. So I Indeed. go over there. Indeed. So so I go over there. I got this girl there. We order food. About an hour into like the actual date that we were just sitting there, probably just relaxing on the couch and everything. My father calls me, which you know the story. You tell him the rest of the story. Why don't you tell him the rest of the story? I don't know. Is that... remember, the, remember the, it was about the garbage. Oh, he wanted you to take the garbage out, man. Dude, my, I, that dude was out of control, man. My father called me an hour into my date. And my father lived all the way in Irvington, New Jersey. I was all the way in Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> that on a weekend, taking the trains took about three hours to get home. Son, you need to come home, take out this garbage for Monday. And my plan was not to come home and take out the garbage. My plan was to stay in Brooklyn and go to work in New York. But my father said, no, that's your that's your responsibility. Take out the garbage. So I had to cancel my date. Apologize to her. Say, I have an emergency at home. I got to go do something. And she saw, she's supposed to be all relaxed and everything. And, yeah. she, and so I was so ashamed to even say, hey, my dad asked me to go take out the garbage. I got to go take out the garbage. That's <laughs> <laughs> time with you. And I remember you telling me the story. And you was like, Mike, what the fuck? 
Hey man, living and learn, man. It's a life lesson. So when you have a seed, you don't do that. Right. You ain't gonna do that. How did you feel when you were telling me that? What was like what was going through your mind when you were telling me that? I mean, it's just, you know, like I, I, I saw what your dad was doing mm-hmm. and you know, my assertiveness mm-hmm. probably comes from my mom because my mm-hmm. mom, like, she's if she's she's headstrong. So like right. when when she says that this is what she wants to do, right. she's doing it. Oh, we like, know that. You know. We, we, and like, you know. Don't mess up. If you go out to dinner with moms, don't mess yeah, up. Yeah, like, you know how it is. My mom, is, if she wants her steak medium well and her french fries not cooked too hard and you bring it out, I don't want it. And that's it. That's what's going to happen. So for me, it's like watching that. Like, it may not be a trait that I should have, but I have it. Like, right, right. I'm very assertive. I try to control, you know, the room if I can. Mm-hmm. But I, I know when to fall back. Like, if it's not my place, I, I know how to just sit back in the cut and just chill out because, right. you know, it is what it is. Like, it's not my time to be assertive. But I just feel as though to, com- to you know, command people's respect, mm-hmm. you have to assert yourself a certain way right. so that people know you're not somebody to fuck around with. Right. And I don't know if I got that from my father mm-hmm. or if I got that but I know the assertiveness I, I can I can contribute that to my mom right, right. more so than anybody but I know I don't know if my father's the same like there's so much stuff about my dad like I don't know right so let me ask you this next question what, what, what characteristic or trait that you wish your father actually did teach you <sighs> how to tie a tie <laughs> how many times I showed you? I, I still don't know. I showed you like ten times. That's one thing I wish my father could have told me. I don't know how to tie a tie, man. Bro, I tied a tie. I tied it at your wedding. I tied it at for that. Yes, I, I have tied it. But uh, but you know what? That is true because my that, I would say my dad did show me. Well, more more often my stepfather because my stepfather's a pastor. He showed me how to tie a tie before my actual my dad showed me. So it was just good to have just those two men to show me those things. Yeah. But tying a tie is huge. Like for every man being able to tie that tie and make sure it's on point is so important. Nah, it's like even like when when you weren't available, yeah. my cousin Ivory. Yeah. You know when when he was here before yeah. he left, he used to come over. I still got some ties still, tied up, still tied from the way he did it because I, I'm not gonna mess it up because I right. don't know how to tie. It. Right, it's so important. And, and I remember and, my and mom. Ivory clean. He stayed clean. Yeah, out. like my mom has showed me how to tie a tie because right. she knows how. Yes, yes, yes. But like it's your mom. Right. Like your mom, you know, no knock to any woman. Like you can't teach a man, mm-hmm. a, a boy or right. a young man, how to be a man. You can. You can only show him mm-hmm. what not to do to women yeah. because you're a woman. You can't yeah. show him how to be a man. Like I can't show a woman, a young girl, mm-hmm. how to be a woman. I can't. Of I course. can only I can only show her right. what men don't look for, right? Or what men don't like, and right. what men do like. Like right. a man does like a woman who can cook, mm-hmm. who can clean. Mm-hmm. Who can hold down the house? Does a woman have to always cook and clean? No, absolutely not. But should she know how? Absolutely. You should know how to cook. Like I, it shouldn't be takeout every night. <laughs> that shouldn't be it. And I also believe a woman should also be, like I said before, creative, being able to like yeah. think, think on the spot, and like do things. Like I and I told you, like um, my ex Jen, like the one thing she told me how to do is travel. Like. My father went to all these different countries, and it took the one woman I was with to say, okay, we're going to Turks and Caicos. Okay, yeah. we're going to San Juan, Puerto Rico. Okay, we're going to this country. And then, and while we was in those countries, was already planning the next trip 
to go to somewhere else. That's a good woman. So when you have somebody who's just their mindset is always like, I want to travel here. I want to see this. I want to. I want to be exposed to this type of culture and this type of food and stuff like that. It's like it's it's like a, it's like a whole new world. Yeah, I mean, my grandmother always told me, mm-hmm. you know, she always used to say, because you know, naturally, mm-hmm. most black people is like you like rap music, right? right so like when right, you're right. young, you always want to hear rap music. Mm-hmm. Well, I know I can only speak for me. I'm not going to generalize, but right. you know, I always love rap music, mm-hmm. and you know, my grandmother used to say, you want to listen to other music because you never know who you're going to be around. Yeah. You don't want to be somebody who only knows one thing. You right. want to know a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. so you're not. You don't feel left out. A multitude of things. Yeah. So that's why I would always. That's when I began to like. Okay, so let me listen to NSYNC. Mm-hmm. Well, like NSYNC may not. That, it's not a cool thing to say right. when you on South Nineteenth Street hanging out. <laughs> right. Like, oh, if you're yeah. in the hood. <laughs> yeah, I got the new NSYNC album in my CD player. Right. You know, motherfuckers looking at you like. What? <laughs> you black? You <laughs> sure you black? But it's like, yo, I like their music. Like the shit is nice, right? But, you know, so you listen to NSYNC and you listen to Pink and mm-hmm. you know Lady Justin, Gaga, Justin Timberlake, yeah, Justin Timberlake yeah. and all these other artists. And mm-hmm. you know, I won't listen to country music. I will not. That is, <laughs> there's a line in the That's like white people's R and B, and I will not listen to it. I think that shit is terrible. Like, not saying it's bad, but we just saying. That's just not his cup of tea. Yeah, I'm not listening to it. I don't give a fuck who who you tell me is nice. I ain't wait, wait, so Old Town Road? I never heard it. <laughs> you never know, heard it. You never heard it. I have never heard that full song. <laughs> the, the full song. You know, like when you watch Good Morning America, yes. like at work sometimes, Good yes. Morning, like we may watch the news in the morning or whatever, uh-huh. and Good Morning America may be on. Yeah. Well, it's on. Uh-huh. But, you know, they, they would play. Like, when it was at the top of the charts, yes. they were saying, like, yes. they would always start the show playing. I was like, what is that song? Mm-hmm. Then, you know, I was in a car ride somewhere, and the yeah. shit came on satellite radio. I'm like, right. I saw, I'm turning this off. I'm not, I don't, <laughs> I want to be able to say I never heard it. Mm. <laughs> so I never heard the full song. I'm okay with that. You're okay with that. I'm life, okay with Life that. will go on. <laughs> We're never going to hear from that guy. He's the black vanilla ice. Bro, well, man. Well, uh, I can't call him Millie Vanilla, but, but he's a one hit wonder. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows Vanilla Ice's second song. <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and if you know his second song, you're a real fan. <laughs> we just know he had that beat with Shook Knight. <laughs> like Mark Wahlberg. Who knows his second song? Everybody, got, Mark get, Wahlberg went from wanting to be down to yeah. like I'm white. <laughs> now nah, I won't be down no more. But 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 he but he listen he had a, a long thirty year career. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg's been a, he's been around. Yeah, he was Mark Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Yeah, and now he's just Mark Wahlberg. And now the whole group is back just without him. No, nah, we don't need them. <laughs> we don't need them back, man. But, oh, you man. know, but not a, a trait more so than of my father. Yeah, that I wish he would have gave me. Yes, I don't know. I definitely have his temper. I know that. Ooh. And my mom, I'm, it's funny. I was talking to my mom, and she said, I, "I've never seen you like that." I'm like, "You're bugging. <laughs> my, you're lying. You have to be lying. Like my temper is terrible. Oh my god. And you know that. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I." As far as I, mm-hmm. I can say, it's funny, right? My mom said it, and my grandmother said it. You know, one thing that they they said that I'm so much like him mm-hmm. 
that it's scary because we didn't grow up with each other. Right. You know how I am, like, with cologne and smelling good. Yeah. That's 100% my dad. Right. 100%. Right. You know, you go in his closet or his room or whatever. When I was younger and, you know, he used to live with my grandmother down there. Yeah. And I would go in his room and you'd see Stacks. bottles of cologne all over. Right? I have, like, 30-something mm-hmm. bottles of cologne. And I can't get around to wearing them all, but I have them. Right. Right? And I know that's from him. Mm-hmm. Like, the sneakers matching the outfit. Yes. That's from my father. Right. I know that. Like The style. The style. The style. So that's yeah. like my dad. Right. And my mom said, you know, like, the mannerisms in which I carry myself. Mm-hmm. She said one day she was watching us, but from afar. Mm-hmm. And she said, it's crazy how you all have the same hand motions and the way you hold your head when you're angry or when you're confused about something you she's like Ian you all are so much alike but we didn't I didn't grow up around them so like how would I know how would you see that's the thing how would you know like you trying to manufacture something that's in your head but you don't have the skill set to know yeah like I don't know you know like it's different things, man. You know, mm-hmm. I, I feel it's very important for a man to be present in a in a young man's life. Yes. More so than anything. Like, it's definitely important to be around for a child, period. But as a man, right. I think it's important for a man to be around his son because, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much that goes into being a man that you, you learn every day. Even now, as old as I am, like, I'm still learning, yes. you know, as I go on day by day what it's like to be a man and... You know, different. How do you manage your relationship? And you know, how do you deal with a woman when she's going through mood swings? Or yeah. you know, if you, you know, did, should I bring her flowers because I fucked up? Right. You know, you know, where's a good place to take on a date? All those fancy restaurants. Like I learned, nigga, I learned that shit from my mother. Right. Because my mom used to tell me. I don't want no man taking me to like no Applebee's and like you if you wanna impress me, you take me someplace nice. High end. So yes. I would be like, oh, where's you know, where's a nice yeah. place? Bro, I would never know about like Carmine's and Rue Chris if it wasn't for you. Like how many I don't know how many birthday dinners we did, how many <laughs> like and A and, and, and B like, all right, the minimum is a hundred dollars. <laughs> That's what nah, I mean, you know, like I mean but that I was younger and right. you know you're trying to impress a girl you're like right, I'm gonna take her someplace nice right? right so I'm gonna take her like every guy takes a girl to like Fridays and shit right that's not right. impressive that's easy that's easy so you know a little secret if you're trying to get some ass from a girl you know pardon my vulgarity we're, we're adults here we're having adult conversations if you're trying to get some if you're trying to get some from a girl you're not gonna take her to like I mean some girls is okay with Fridays they Fridays chicks like those you take them there and they okay with giving you something from there but some girls I never want I'm not gonna say I didn't want to deal with those kind of girls right. but like I value myself a little more than just mm-hmm. mess with the around the way girls so I'm trying to go for the girl who I know is a challenge right so right. I would go for that girl and right. I'm like, all right, you know what? She probably, you know, you find out for a little, oh, wait, you know, you ever been to such and such? Mm-hmm. And when she'd be like, nah, I don't go to places like, you're like, for real? So right. now I know right. I'm about to show her some shit. So you take her mm-hmm. to like a Carmine's. Mm-hmm. Not that, I mean, at the time at when the I was time. younger, yeah. Carmine's like a bit, when you're like 23 and the girls used to go on the Fridays, you take her to Carmine's, she's like, oh shit. Right. I gotta give him something tonight, right? right. So you go, all right. <laughs> So, you know, you do that or you go to Ruth's Chris or, you know, 
my favorite place, one of them is like Del Frisco's. Del Frisco's I yeah. think they have the best steaks. Mm-hmm. But you know, Del Frisco's, or, you know, you take them to Smith and Walensky and all these mm-hmm. nice places. Yeah, it, come, it costs money, but you know what? Like, you live and you learn. Now, let, now, let me ask you two parts of that. When they, now, as far as like, like when you were dating and things like that, and by that time you're an adult and you already met your father. Did your father ever tell you um, when you were dating that, hey, these are the things I went through? Man, I wish y'all could see my face. <laughs> no. This is not a visual. <laughs> no. He never told me anything like that. Like, my dad, the one piece of advice he gave me when it came to women was, he was like, if you ever see a woman in the middle of the day mm-hmm. and she ain't got work clothes on, his exact words, that bitch is broke. Wow. So Work clothes on? What like, is that Like he would say, if you see a girl at 12 o'clock mm-hmm. in the middle of the day and she ain't doing shit with herself, mm-hmm. he'd be like, she broke. Or she ain't got no job. He's like, that's the kind of girl you don't want. So... His, so let me so let me ask you this question: If your father was still here, well, so he's not dead. I'm already killing your father. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean to kill your father, huh. but uh, <laughs> so uh, let, let me ask you this question: If your father was more consistent in your life, yeah, what what would be the one thing you wish he apologized for? Oh, if he was here, what would be the one thing you would want him to say to you as far as, like, what, what uh, about your what, your way growing up, your childhood, and, and who you are as a man? What was the one thing that you, you wish you could hear from him? I don't think there's anything. Like, mm-hmm. it's tough for me. Just, I don't really believe in apologies. I believe people do things, mm-hmm. you know, they make conscious decisions to do things so right. I don't believe you need to apologize for what you've done I believe that you do you did exactly what you wanted to do so don't apologize for it just do better the next time right you know if, if I tell you if I say oh Mike you know you a, you're a piece of shit mm-hmm. and you tell me it hurt your feelings like I knew me saying that would hurt your feelings mm-hmm. I didn't say it with the intent that you would take it as a joke right I said it to, to intentionally hurt your feelings so he did what he did you don't need to apologize for it. Just do better. When he told me that... It's funny you say that, right? Because when he when he told me that he was having another child, mm-hmm. and I found that out, like, it was like, he wasn't even man enough to tell me. Like, I found it out on some bullshit. But when now, I, mind you, that that's just, just some time ago. <laughs> yeah, like, I think my little brother's like seven now. Yeah. I think. You know, when, when I found out he was having a kid and he called me up, mm-hmm. and he, and, you know, he said to me, this was... Um, so I was like 28 or 29 when he told me. Right. And when he told me that, he's. I said to him, I said, you know, congratulations on your new child. And he was like, yeah, you know, well, this one was wanted and you weren't. And I was like... Oh. Wait, he said what? Yeah, he said that to me. Wait, say, say that one more time. <laughs> he said, this one was wanted and you weren't. Your father looked at you in the face. No, he he was on the phone. Your father called. Your father told you on the phone. Yeah. That you were not wanted. Yeah. But this child wasn't. Yeah. What the fuck did you say next? <laughs> I was like, okay. I said, I guess you were trying to hurt my feelings. Like, telling me that at twenty, twenty-eight or twenty-nine, what's that going to do? 
if you told me that when I was like 10, yeah. I'd probably cry. I'd be like, oh my God, right. mom, daddy's dead. He didn't want... I'm 29 years old, bro. I've been out here. I done... I'm like, I'm a full-grown man. And I, I and when he told me that, I was like, man, his feelings are really hurt. Right. His feelings are hurt. Like, you're telling me that. You said that to try to hurt my feelings, but it didn't. Right. So I said to him, I said, do yourself a favor. Mm-hmm. I said, be a better father to him mm-hmm. than you ever were to any of us. Mm. And he said, fuck you, Ian. I was like, okay. Like, right. what's that going to do? You're not gonna, you're not hurting my feelings. Like, it takes a lot to hurt my feelings. Of course. And that's not going to hurt my feelings. Of course. Because you don't mean that much to me. Right. That you could hurt my feelings. Right. Now you, you my man, my brother. Of course. You know, so like if you said some shit to hurt my feelings. Right. We're going to have to have a conversation. That would hurt my feelings. <laughs> right. So like, like if you said, oh, E, you know. I was never really a friend. I was just trying to, you know, get money out of you. I'd be like, hold up, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. Right? You know, like, that would that would bother me. But mm-hmm. for him, he doesn't occupy enough space in my life for my feelings to be hurt. Correct. So by him saying that, it made him look weak mm-hmm. to me. Like, you, you know, you, you're, you're saying this. Right. Like, what's the point of saying this? Because I, maybe he felt this, maybe he felt as though that that's the only way I could beat him because I can't beat him any other way. I, I always felt like, you know, and I've heard it from uh, other people and, you know, in my family. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, they've said, like, you know, he may look at you as, you know, a better version of himself. Mm-hmm. And he may be upset that he, you know, he's not where he needs to be as a man. Wow. I don't think he is where he needs to, I, you know, mm-hmm. when when you're a father yes. to like six or seven kids, mm-hmm. like you really need to lead by example. It, you don't need to be... Of uh, course. You, you need to be a leader for your kids. Right. You don't need to be somebody who's like, oh, well, you know, I'm just trying to get it together and, you know, whatever, but... And and I think that's and that's the thing, especially like we have sisters. Like I'm the oldest, yeah. and you like in the like in the middle. Yeah, at this point, yeah, you're in the middle. So, being that you know me always feeling the pressure that I had to set the bar because I needed because I I want my brother sister to be better than me. Yeah, I never understood why you did that. Because I guess the pressure the pressure of me being a junior, also the pressure that. When I look at my other siblings, I see the full my mother and my stepfather there. Right. So, being that my my brothers have both parents there, I say, okay, I didn't have mine, so I'm not going to let what I did not have affect me more than what you do have. Because you need to do even more than what I'm doing. And that's how I felt. I mean, I I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I just feel like you, you know, listen, you know, I've known you since the champs days. Yes. So I've seen where you were at to see where you are now. Right. You don't even know how happy I am for you. Appreciate it. Like, I'm extremely happy for you because I know, I know the the nights that we had. Yes. The bus rides we took. My my clear state and Rutgers. Oh, fucking God, man. You know, like, I know all the shit that we went through. Yeah. And, you know, we struggled, like, you know, even when I was 25, you know, for a good time, I was homeless. Yeah. I had no way to stay, man. I was homeless. 
I was sleeping in my car. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to right. admit any of that. People, if you we, know me, then you know. Right, we we you know had grew. Oh my You God. know, so like to see you, mm -hmm. and I know what you went through. That's right. not my, that's not my story to tell. It's your story to tell. Yeah. But you know, and I think you went in on that on your first yes. episode. But like to see where you are now. Yes. I think you know even your 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 little brothers and mm -hmm. you know your little sister. You know even Taylor. Like oh yeah. If they were around to see it, mm -hmm. so they may not understand the growth because yeah. they have to do their own growing. Mm -hmm. tell, oh my God, I gotta tell you, Taylor was like, she's like, bro, I heard the podcast and I feel she's like, you don't know how much this is. Taylor's fifteen. Yeah. And she already sees the things that my father has already put her through. Yeah. Now you would think that my father would be like, I had Michael, I had a sister, and now. 20 years later I got his other sister I'm not going to do the same thing I did to my right. older kids that I'm right. doing to the younger kids right like I, I supposed to live and learn that's what you're supposed to do that's what you're supposed to do and my dad and then just seeing her like I'm just so thankful that my sister is smart enough to know that she's not alone right and that's a good thing and that's the good thing so she's not alone she has a big support system we all know we have her back and she and she feels it like she feels the love you know what mm-hmm not to cut you off, it's funny that mm -hmm. you mentioned having a support system. Because mm -hmm. my father mm -hmm. right, told me, he said here one day when he was at my house, he said, you know, son, and he said like, you know, son, you know, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I, if I had a better support system when I was playing football, right. you know, I would have gone pro. And we'd be, you know, you might be living in a better house or whatever. And I was like, that's like me telling you if I had hit the lottery, like, we could all quit work. <laughs> Who the fuck cares what you could have done? But then the key piece of what he said was if he had a support system, right? this is what he could have done. So right. you would think that a man who knows that he didn't have a support system mm -hmm. would say, I need to do the opposite because I didn't have it, so let me support my kids. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't do it. It's so weird that you can acknowledge it as an adult. Mm-hmm. And you're like my, I think he's like in his sixties now. I don't even yeah. know how old that guy is. Our father's the same age. Like they're like sixty, sixty-one. <laughs> yeah, so it's like you're that old. And he said that to me a couple times growing up. But I was younger, so I didn't right. really. I wasn't in the mix right. yet. Like I wasn't where I needed to be mentally. Yeah. So when I when he said it not too long ago when we were speaking. Yeah. When he said that, I was like, dude, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like you're too old to say that and then not get what you're saying. <laughs> Cause it makes you look bad, right? Like you, like, like I know I got a drug addiction, but I'm not gonna do nothing about it. I'm just gonna just keep on doing yeah. drugs. <laughs> like, like so, you know you fucked. Like you know that you 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 felt a certain way because you felt your family didn't support you when you were trying to chase your dreams. Right. But you had kids. Mm -hmm. Not one. Not two. Yeah. Not three. Yeah. Not four. Not five. Mm -hmm. Six or seven kids you had, right. and you just didn't say, you know what? I'm going to support them because I I knew how I felt not getting the support. Yeah. And I don't want them to feel that way. Right. Because our lives might all be different if right. our father would have supported us. I'm fine with how my life turned out. Right. Like, if we would have had the same conversation with your sisters and brothers, they probably, like, their viewpoints would be like, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Like, my sisters, you know, I had said to him, because, mm -hmm. you know, he talked and he was like, well, you know, I never bought what I did home to, uh, Mm. I never bought what I did home to 
you know, uh, my sisters. That's what he said. Right. And it's like, yeah, but you don't understand. Like, you weren't there in a positive capacity yeah. to help them know, mm-hmm. you know, what a, you know, certain things that a man should be doing for them. Right. So because you weren't there, they may not know. I don't know if they know. Right. So I'm not going to tell them that they don't know. Right. So if they don't know, mm-hmm. you know, if you had been there, they may know. Right. So they may know, like, okay, well, I need to, mm-hmm. this is what a man should be doing. Because I see you as, as an uncle. You were, like, very, like, that, that's my nephew, that's my nieces. Man, they, they, kids, they, they come They come over to spend the night with Uncle Ian. Like, I see how, how you are around them. You've been to their basketball games and stuff like that. I want to so, support them in anything they right. do. So this, it's almost like the, it's like the support he didn't give. You're making up for the support that he should be that he should be there for like those he's events. He's a grandfather. Right. He should be there. Right. Like, you know, you 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 know, kids, and you know, for anybody who's got any kids, like you got to support your kids. Mm-hmm. And even if your kid wants to pick his nose, mm-hmm. like make sure he does it the best. <laughs> Not that but it's you true. know, like you know, my grandmother always told me that whatever you do. Be the best at it. Yeah. So even if you are like a whore, mm-hmm. she would say, if you're going to be a whore, be the best whore there is. To make sure there's nobody better than you. Right. Because you don't want to be embarrassed. Of course. So, like, and even if you're going to be a loser, be the best. Make sure everybody knows you. That's the best loser I've ever seen. But that's the thing because it's, but it's go back to the support system. And then it's just a, when you don't have that support system, it affects, just like um, I was saying, the, um, topic of the show is uh, how our father's decisions affect us yeah and if his decision was not to if his decision was not to support you're not gonna let that be your decision right i don't whatever what he did Mm -hmm. the positive stuff he did Mm -hmm. maybe i don't grasp it enough but like, or maybe it wasn't. It just wasn't enough. Yeah, maybe it wasn't enough. <laughs> maybe it wasn't but enough. it's like the stuff he didn't do. <laughs> right, right. I feel like to do the opposite. Right. Like he don't. I don't feel that he's very supportive of, of my nephews mm-hmm. or even my nieces. Right. You know, and you know, so I feel as though I have to do that. Like I have to be there. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've always wanted to show my nephews. Like you know, my nephews come here and they're like, "Yo, Uncle Ian." Mm-hmm. Oh man, you got a lot of sneakers, and I always tell them, "Yo, if you ever wear my size, you can have them." Right. I don't care. Right. You can have them. Mm-hmm. I worked hard for them, but mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not married to these sneakers. Like they're sneakers. Yeah. I just collect them. Right. It's what I do. That's- and since this is not a visual uh, medium, there's about how many sneakers in this room? Uh, like three hundred. Three hundred pairs of sneakers in this room. No lie. <laughs> but but that's but that shows. How hard, like you said, how hard you work. Yeah, I work, man. I, you know, you you seen it when I was yeah. when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, I Midnight's. average. Midnight's. Yeah, man, I would average somewhere like around a thousand hours a year mm-hmm. overtime. Mm-hmm. But like, I didn't. I had no girlfriend. Right. You know, just a couple girls here and there. But right. you know, I always was upfront with any woman. Like, I don't want to have no kids. So you know, if you if you thinking about having kids, don't get with a guy like me. Correct. I don't want to have kids. Right. I, I don't want to be serious. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just I'm here to have fun. Like Drake, that Drake line. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Yes. That's me. I'm just here for a good time, not a long time. Not a long time. <laughs> so whatever happens, happens, and we can go from that space. I'm right. not trying to. I'm not trying to marry you. Of course. So. And, and 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 to be transparent about that and be able to say that now it's like I, okay I gave you the information it's on you now to either yeah it's really on you yeah like that's the one like with my father and even my uncle like mm-hmm. you know they they had like my mother's brother like they mm-hmm. had a lot of women 
Mm-hmm. And I just never wanted to be that way. Yeah. I never wanted to be a guy who would string a woman along. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would, you know, hear these stories of, like, women keying cars. And I, I was always mind-blown. Like, what do you get from keying a car? Right. Like, it doesn't do anything. Oh, or, you know, you break, bust his window or, right. you know, break down his door. You mm-hmm. go, I, I don't get it. Even but I never wanted to... Be in that situation. Woman, yeah, I never wanted to make her feel right. less than what she was. Right. Like I don't I don't Because that takes a lot of energy. Yeah, like <laughs> to to string a woman along mm-hmm. and make her think that it's a relationship when in your mind it's really not. Right. Like you with your boys, nah, I ain't with I'm just fucking that girl. Right. Like so to to do that to a woman, I never wanted to do it. So I would I, I always felt a need to be upfront mm-hmm. and let her know, like, listen, I don't want a relationship. Right. It's just sex. Yeah. You know, if it materializes into anything more, mm-hmm. let it happen. Right. And, you know, we can go from there. But mm-hmm. right now, that's mm-hmm. not where I'm at. Now, I know I have a, I have a lot of female um, a lot of female friends who listen to that. When they hear that, oh, it's just sex. And they say, well, um, well, that's what all men think. It's just sex. How can, well, how, how would you be able to tell a guy, say, hey, this is how you should present it so they don't feel that it's just sex or feel that um, you're trying to dog me out. I think you just got to be honest with a woman. Mm-hmm. I think there's women who can accept the fact that they don't need to be in a relationship mm-hmm. and they're fine with just sex as long as you're fine with it too. Right. And I think it works both ways, but I think if you're in a situation where you're stringing a woman along, taking right. her on dates, letting her meet your family, mm-hmm. Or, yo, yeah, come hang out. I'm watching football with my boys. Yeah, right. you can come hang out. Mm-hmm. And maybe your boy has his girl. and All oh, the double they, dates and Yeah, they're date like nights. buddy, yeah. buddy. Yeah. And you take her out on dates. and what, mm-hmm. When you're doing stuff like that, mm-hmm. then you're stringing along a relationship that's not there. Like, mm-hmm. it's not there. In your mind, it's not there. Right. And I would see my father, like, do stuff like that with, 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 with women. Mm-hmm. And he would take this girl out. And he, you know, but he was never, like, a big take women out thing and I always find it strange because I would always wonder what kind of women he's getting if you're not taking them out because if you ain't like I I don't know but Mm -hmm. that's I don't listen I never got into his life like that I just saw he had multiple women and he would feel the need sometimes like hide his car Mm. or you know like if you gotta do that kind of stuff then that's a little bit too much for me you're trying to to be Bruce Wayne and Batman at the same time yeah like yo (laughs) I gotta park my car around the corner in case this girl comes driving by I'm like what (laughs) I don't wanna have to do that but I'm gonna guess maybe when he was telling her that it made the woman feel like oh I must be special because he's trying to do something so or avoid some uh, some type of conflict with this other person Maybe it did. Maybe it was, man. I don't know. How would you feel on the reverse side if a woman is stringing a man along? How how should how should if you let's say you was the guy, how do you approach that or how do you handle a situation like that? Like I'm basically the side nigga or whatever. Yeah, let's let's say that. If that's what I auditioned for, mm-hmm. then I'm fine with it. Okay. But now if that's not what I auditioned for, like. Mm-hmm. If, I went into this thinking that this could possibly be something. Right. If that's what my mind is, as far as being a, being in a relationship, then yeah, I, I, you know, I, I'd be upset if I found out that it wasn't what it was. But if I'm okay with being the side dude, right, that's fine. But that, I mean, I don't know if that goes. That that's just how you want to be in a space at that time. Like right. that's not how you grew up. It could just be 
that you're okay with that. Like, mm-hmm. But, you know, for my father, mm-hmm. his decisions and how he dealt with women, mm-hmm. that's what made me not want to deal with women that way. Did you th- ever think your father ever wanted to get married? Well, he was married. I know. To but- my older sister's mother. Mm-hmm. But would he get married now? No. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I, I couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't see it just because... You know, that's who he is. Right. Like, I, I, you know, and it's sad because, you know, you don't think about this, like, as a guy, but, mm-hmm. you know, when you're out playing the field, when you get older and you can't play the field no more, mm-hmm. you don't want to be the old guy at the club. <laughs> don't want to be the old, old guy at the bar <laughs> with the young girls. And they're like, who is this old guy that's creeping up behind you? Yeah. Because, you know, chicks talk. Of course. When they be at the bar, they're like, who's the old guy? Right. You know, so then... So st- like somebody told me, he's staring me down. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so you don't want to be that guy. But mm-hmm. then, you know, when my father... I saw the most humble side of him when he had cancer. He had colon cancer. Okay. Right? He beat it, though. He had colon cancer. Congratulations. And uh, when he had cancer and he said to me, you know, all them girls I deal with, ain't none of them come see me. That's what he said. And I was like, of course not. Mm-hmm. That's not the... You didn't put them at that level where they supposed to come check on you. Right. They right. was just chicks you mm-hmm. was messing with. Mm-hmm. So that's how they deal with you. They know that you're not being serious. Like, they're not the one. Right. So they feel no... There's no ties to you. So, yeah, you went down. When you get back, they'll come mess with you again. Right. But that was the most humble side of him I saw. Mm-hmm. Because when he was in the hospital and... You know, he and I don't... We, we never had the best relationship. Right. But, you know... when And he, how could you? You missed out the first 15 years of your life. Yeah, so... <laughs> and then, you know, it was like from 15 to 18, you know, I was still in school. And then yeah. once I graduated, I came back. Mm-hmm. And I just went right into the workforce. Yeah. But then, you know, he was away at the time. When I came back mm-hmm. up here, he was in prison doing time. So it was like, you still... I still missed that time. Mm-hmm. And then as I got older... You know, I'm, I was working. I didn't have time to, you know, play father son. Right. I was just working. Right. You know, and, my and weekends. He missed, was, out, he missed out your football stuff. He missed your football games, your yeah. basketball. He missed out on those things that, as you were growing, you still trying to figure out who you are. You're like, how do I get this height? How do I get this? Yeah. Like, some of these. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do I get these these facial features? I <laughs> mean, there's a couple times, you know, yeah. like you know, I, I played ball with him. Yeah. And, you know, but I, I was older. Right. Like, I was, like, 15, 16. Right. And we played ball on the weekends. That right. was when he could still play. Right. You know, and he was still in somewhat shape so he could go play ball. Mm-hmm. But it was different. Right. You, was, you guys went like um, Dell and Steph Curry. Yeah, like, you know, it wasn't like father, son, like, oh, yeah, I taught him how to shoot. Or I taught him that poster. Like, mm-hmm. you didn't teach me that. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot of the basketball shot I learned by watching TV and then going out on the court and trying it. Right. You know, Penny growing up was like my, you know, everybody like, you know, loved MJ, but I loved MJ too, but it was like, then Penny came along. Penny Hardaway, for for people who don't know, Pen- Anthony and Penny Hardaway. And it was like exciting to watch him play. I was like, mm-hmm. damn, he doing behind the back passes. Right. You know, he was doing passes. He wasn't even looking, just right. no, no look. And I was like, oh, I want to try that. Mm-hmm. So I would go out to the court and try it. And right. it wasn't like, you know. Your dad. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like I'm going next door. Mom, you tell dad I want to go to the court. It was like, right. mom, I'm going to play ball. And, you know, I would do it. And, you know, it's funny because mm-hmm. getting back, 
going backtracking a little bit when mm-hmm. my when my mom mentioned to me about I mean my father mm-hmm. mentioned to me about him not having a support system right. when I was playing ball mm-hmm. and I used to play a lot man my mom said to me recently she was like you know Ian I wish I had supported you more when you were playing ball right. because you probably be pro mm-hmm. she said I, you were good mm-hmm. and you loved to play you know what that story sounds like the story is exactly like remember when he got game with Jesus Jesus Silverworth yeah his father went to jail he had these scholarships he was trying to go in and then his father they released his father just so he could go talk to him to go to a school but yeah. he missed out on all the time that your dad was really good at basketball you yeah. could have really done that and really could have taught you could have taught you and it was not like Jesus but he, you know, he taught him at an early age, and then as he got older, he just developed his skills right. by following what his father taught. Him. Right, and it's like, all right, you know, you did it. And it's like that could it could have been me, right. or it could not have been me. Right. But then if it was me, mm-hmm. then I probably me and you ain't where we are. Right. Right. So things happen in your life. You know, I don't regret none of it, man. Oh man, and you know, and it's it's crazy because you know, like how our friendship started is like. Like when we truly became friends, you guys remember we, you had got sick one day, and I called the hot and I called the um, the ambulance. We ain't got shit code, bro. I had too much alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got shit, bro. So so Ian got really sick, and I just I think that was my my second or third time meeting you. Yeah, man, you was second the only one in the hospital with me. I was the only one in the hospital with you yeah. in, in Jersey. Now this man lived all the way, this man coming all the way from Queens Queens New York, come hanging out come hanging out in Jersey. I was literally, I was just coming off work, and everybody, we all hanging out in Jersey, and then I was like, and then I'm coming there, we, we were supposed to be at a party, and you got so sick, and I was like, no, no, I'm drunk. He was drunk. I was, you, 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 you I had never you, felt like that. You, ne- you didn't have the Michael Michael Jordan flu. <laughs> you were partying like Michael Jordan. Yeah, man. And, and, and something, I don't, and I don't know, it was just like, like, I barely knew, I barely knew you. And I knew I knew your cousin, but I was like, "Yo, this seems like a good dude. Let me just make sure you were good." And I was like, "I want to make sure I have the situation under control." Call the ambulance, go to the hospital, stay at the hospital, stay there, went through all that just to still be friends. Then, twenty years later, and it was like, yeah. I want, I just wanted to show you then that I was like, I always had your back. Nah, my mom always told me she said, "Ian, you know, Mike." For all Mike's flaws, the one thing you can't get from anybody else is his loyalty. And I was like, you're right. You're right. Mike's a loyal dude, man. Good guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just happy you are where you are. Oh, man. Let me tell you, like, I just showed Ian my car. Now, mind you, I haven't had a car in 15 years. Long ass time. 15 years without a car. I just, and I was like, and I, I try to play it off like, yeah, it's just a car. I ain't worried about it. <laughs> you was like, you was like, what? <laughs> your first thing you was like, Mike, is that your Uber? <laughs> I was like, no, that's my car over there. <laughs> yeah, man. But that, but that just shows you, you know, growth over time. And then you, when you want things, like the way, like the way you move, like I just see that. I'm like, man, like. That's what I keep striving to be. I keep striving to just do new stuff. Like I don't, I can't count how many times you invited me out to family events, all these other events, and I'm like, I'm not family. But you said, No, Mike, come on over. No, Mike, let's hang out. And I'm yeah. like, You were just exposing me to different people and different conversations and stuff like that. I probably would have been at home just like, 
watching wrestling <laughs> and eating Oreos. <laughs> that shit shit. That was my shit. This motherfucker watching wrestling. You a grown ass man watching wrestling, bro. Listen, you got no more. Hopefully, but but see, here's the thing, right? At that time, when I was when I was doing those things, I didn't have anything to aspire to be. So when you watching wrestling. It allows you to aspire to be and do things that you know you can't physically do. Like, like I wouldn't be in a gym like the like the way I'm in a gym. Like if I wasn't watching wrestlers wrestle, I like I probably I, my dressing comes from like this man and Ric Flair. And anybody who knows Ric Flair, Ric Flair dresses in the most spectacular of suits and stuff like that. Ric Flair drip, baby. Ric Flair drip. So like when you see a person dress that way and look that way, you're like, oh man. I wanted to I want to change my style and look and look have a more classy presentable look. So I got the name tell them my nickname that I got Tuxedo Shoes. Tuxedo Shoes. Now Tuxedo Shoes meant that anytime there was an event that anybody was wearing jeans and shorts and Jordans, I'm coming in with dress shoes uh, slacks, but you shirt tie. That's like the opposite of your dad, man. It was the opposite of my dad. That's the opposite of your dad. Right. Like it all goes back. Mm-hmm. It all kind of ties in, man. You yeah. know, we did. Our lives are different from our fathers. Correct. And that's their decisions mm-hmm. affected the way we do things now. And with that, we leave you with that. My man, I all appreciate right. it. Next week episode. Episode 5 I'm just so happy Episode 4 Actually this is episode 3 I'm already skipping I'm already looking down Man, the road up ahead I'm up ahead Listen I'm, I'm happy Like I was just so When I first started this I didn't know what I was doing I was just like I just gotta be a pioneer And do something That I'd never done before Man listen And now I like I get like People hit me in my DMs Like when I saw all the listens Like I was like I have people And I have people In like Europe Listening to this like, I have people in Romania. Like, I, I looked at the analytics. I was like, Romania? <laughs> like, Man, listen, when you, when you, when I heard the first episode, yeah. I was happy for I'm like, I know that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I forgot how long that was. But you, 30 minutes, even though we went an hour, but that's okay. This no, is the, I mean, this the is first great. Episode, the first, <laughs> first, you needed like three hours for your first episode. Oh my goodness, it was. But then, like, <laughs> the last one you did, I heard that. I was mm-hmm. I was driving to Queens at work. Yeah. I was at work doing something, and I was driving. I was like, let me put on the podcast. And I listened. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, I got to be on one of these. I got <laughs> to hit Mike up because if there's one thing I know that we could talk about, yes. is our parents. Yes. Our fathers more so because mm-hmm. our mothers are strong women. Yeah. And shout out to mom. I shout out to our moms. Moms, grandmas, our God yeah. all the moms that that affected us in such a positive way and sh- and shown and shown us what they were able to show. Yeah, man. You know the the I, you know, I just wanna rest in peace to my stepmother. Yes. That was that lady, man, you know, I'll never mm-hmm. be able to duplicate somebody like that you yeah. know the way she took me in when I was younger and mm-hmm. you know she never made me feel like I wasn't her child mm-hmm. never and that kind of you know that kind of love is is hard man that's hard to come by well you know what if she was here she'd tell you how much she loved you oh definitely and she'll tell you she's just she thankful she's thankful for the life that she lived because she saw she saw you in the way that she needed to see you Yo, definitely, man. Definitely. So, with that, just want to say thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Oh, man. Thank you, man. Listen, 
I will tell anybody if I was if I was number one if I was number one and everything you had put me in and you made sure I was good I had to make sure you were number one so appreciate you keep it, keeping our word you taught me that you gotta keep your word and always be on time keep your word and always be on time have a good night